to the Icon Church podcast. Icon Church is one church in five locations. Our vision is human flourishing. We pray that this podcast helps you to flourish in life. For any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Hey everyone, my name's Dave, one of the pastors here at Icon Church. It's such a privilege to be able to bring you the Word of God into your life today. Wherever you're watching from, whether you're watching from Chesterfield, Derby, Stokesbridge, Rotherham, Sheffield, or online, or if this is your first time watching with us, a big welcome. We want to say to you that you belong here and really that we believe that the best is yet to come into your life. I'm excited to bring this message to us today. It's the second part of our series on our 40 days of freedom. And I want you to imagine, if you will, just for a few moments, that uh, it's past lockdown. We, we've, we've got out of lockdown and you're going to meet one of your friends. And as you approach your friend, you're going to meet, meet them and you're going to have some coffee together. And as you get there to have the coffee, you, as you begin to approach them, you notice there's something different about them. You begin to look at them. Their posture's a little bit different. They're, they're standing a bit taller. As you get closer and closer, their eyes that are normally a little bit sunken and heavy, they're looking a bit brighter, a bit wide-eyed, almost like they're smiling with their eyes. And, and then you get even so close to them, and you see even their clothes have changed. They've gone from Primark to Prada. They're wearing something better. They begin to share their story with you over coffee. That over the last while they'd been struggling, they'd been feeling as if they were trapped in life and things weren't going so well for them. And as they began to share their story with you, you, you notice how, how they're looking different now from what they normally look like. They're normally a little bit trapped, a little bit um, under the weather almost with some of the burdens they carry. And they explain that they've had a letter in the post and this letter had been sent two years ago, but it went to the wrong house and eventually it had got to their home and they opened this letter and it said, urgent contactors ASAP. And this letter was from uh, their uncle, their uncle solicitor who actually uh, had passed away a few years before. And they discovered that when they contacted the solicitor, that the uncle had left them a sum of money, close to a million pounds. And they're so excited they get this money and they begin to use it to make their life even better than what it was. I want you to imagine that story. It's a made-up story, of course, but it could be a blockbuster movie, couldn't it? If I put a couple of more knots onto that, uh, that amount. Uh, I'm sure there's movies out there, out there that are a little bit like that. You know, people who have suddenly realized, actually, they've got millions, and all those millions were waiting for them all along, but they didn't realize they had them. Isn't that true for our lives sometimes? Maybe not for a million pounds or a million dollars, wherever you're watching from today, but it could well be that you've got something in your life that actually belongs to you, but you're living as if you don't have it. Well, I think there's so many people who live that way when it comes to our freedom. If you're a follower of Jesus today, I want to say that you are free today, but although we're free, so often we live as if we're still a prisoner. We began this series last week and Paul shared the, the beginning of this series of the revelation we need. We need the revelation of God's love in our lives to show us that we are free. 
But why is it, although we have that revelation, why is it that although we are free, we still live as if we are prisoners? Just like the person in the story, they had the money all along, but they didn't even realize they had it. And maybe today as you're watching, maybe you feel trapped in your life. Maybe you feel trapped in your relationships. Maybe it's not working out the way you want it to. Maybe you feel trapped in a sense of just internally trapped in your mind. Maybe you want to be free and actually you still feel as if things are going wrong. Well, I've got good news for us today. As I've said already, the Bible tells us this, that actually Jesus came to set us free. That we don't have to live like a prisoner. We don't have to live like someone who's in captivity. We can live as free people. But here's the reality. That although the freedom belongs to us as followers of Jesus, we often miss out on the fact that actually we are free and we still live as prisoners. I wonder how you feel today. I wonder, do you feel trapped? I wonder today if you're watching, maybe you're not even a follower of Jesus yet, but maybe in your mind, you just feel trapped. You feel like actually there's nothing really worth living for. Can I say today, things can change for you. Things can change right where you're watching from in your lives. Things can change for you. God has an amazing plan for your life, a a plan of salvation, a plan of change, and a plan of freedom. I want to share some thoughts from a passage in the Bible that helps us understand the fact that actually not only do we have the ability to be free, but it shows us some of the things that when we are free, that for some reason we go back again. And I want to share on some of the things that we find in the book of Galatians. Now, in this book, uh, Paul, who wrote this book to a group of Christians in Galatia, he, he writes to them. And, and as he writes, I have to say that Paul, uh, he's a little bit upset. Well, let me put it this way. He's not a little bit upset. He's really, really upset. In fact, he's not only upset at this group of Christians, but he is triggered. He is so annoyed at these group of Christians. And I'm going to explain why. He's so annoyed at these Christians. And um, we know that Paul was a great leader. Uh, Maybe you're thinking, well, why was he so annoyed? Why was he so upset at this group of Christians that he was writing to in Galatia? Well, let me explain this story from this letter in the, in the New Testament in the Bible. Paul writes these words in Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. Listen to these words today. It says this, It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Let me read those words to us again because I don't want us to miss them. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. In other words, Christ has set us free so we can live free. Now, as Paul writes to this group of Christians, uh, they had the ability to be free, but they were choosing instead of something that was much more substandard to what they had. There was two groups of people in this church. There were those who were from the Jewish background who found faith in Jesus. And then, of course, there were others who weren't from a Jewish background who again found faith in Jesus. 
and there was something happening in this church. These Jewish group of Christians were, were saying, actually, um, you know, what we need to do is this. We need to return to some of our old traditions. We need to go back to some of our old customs. We need to go back to some of the things we believed in back then when we were Jews uh, instead of just what we have now. And Paul, he was really upset. He was really triggered because he said to them, listen, guys, if you go back to those things, you might as well just forget the fact that Jesus died on the cross. Because by going back to what they had was going back to a substandard life instead of living a substantial life. I want you to think of that today, that actually in life we can choose to live a substandard life to what we could have rather than a substantial life. As Paul writes, we find this story not just in the book of Galatians, but we also find the, 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 the idea of this in the book of Acts chapter 15. And there's two characters, of course, at play here. One we've said is Paul. Paul was known as God's messenger to uh, the Gentiles, which were people who were not from a Jewish background. And then there was Peter. And Peter was known as God's messenger to the, to the Jews. So you have these two people uh, in this storyline. And uh, Peter, um, who was from a Jewish background, decides that uh, what he wants to do, he wants to go along with what these Jewish Christians were saying. And he wants to agree with them. He wants to go back to what they once knew, living a less life than what they have now. Isn't it amazing that this is the same Peter that God appeared to in a vision and revealed to him his love for all people? You see, God's desire was always to reach all people. God's desire was always to to not just reach all people, but actually to make it easy for us to access Him. But He had to start somewhere. And His starting point was, of course, this, that God started with the Jewish people and He gave them a set of rules and regulations they had to live by in order to connect with Him. But of course, that wasn't God's uh, end point. That was simply his starting point. That's where he started. But the end point was this, that God wanted one multi-ethnic family to follow him. People from all backgrounds. It doesn't matter where people were from, uh, what color their skin was, what they had in the bank. You know, the idea was that God wanted all people to know him. Not through a set of rules, not through being religious, but simply by believing in faith in Jesus, we can have access to God. It's a little bit like this. I want you to imagine I I have a set of keys here uh, and I give you one key and I say, here is your key to access God. You take that key and I say, go through that door and you will connect with God in an easy way. And you're used to that. This is what you've known as a follower of Jesus. But then suddenly out of nowhere, I I change the parameters and I say, uh, listen, instead of you having that one key to access God, you need to take this big bunch of keys and you need to figure out which one to use to open one door, to open the next door in order to find out where God is. 
You see, this is what was happening here. Not it was a bunch of keys as such, but, but these Jewish Christians were saying, hey, let's go back to what we believed in. Let's go back to uh, following these religious days and, and washing our hands in a certain way. Because if we do all these things, surely we will be closer to God. They were wanting Christians to go back to a complicated way of following God. And of course, that was God's starting point, the high people had to follow him, but it wasn't God's end point. And you know, sometimes in life, we, we go back to the start point and we think, you know, this is what we're familiar with. This is what we're used to. We're going to go back to that because actually that's what we are familiar with. And you know, sometimes when we go back to the beginning, to the start point, it's not always a good thing. It can cause us to have something less than what God has for us. God always has a starting point, but he wants us to adopt. He wants us to change. He wants us to grow in our lives and in our faith. Now, let me just highlight the problem we have in this church and why Paul was so annoyed. Let me explain to it to us today in very simple terms that Paul was so annoyed at these group of Christians. As I've said, these group of Christians who were from a Jewish background were saying, listen, if we really want to know Jesus, we've got to go back to those traditions. Not only that, but they were saying, for those who are not from a Jewish background, uh, you people who are not from a Jewish background, if you want to know God really, you've got to go back and follow our customs. You've got to go back and follow the things that we used to do. And this is the problem that is happening in this church. And Paul is so annoyed at them because, because actually, you know, following the law, being religious, you know, it never worked before. So why would it work now? Why would they throw away uh, something was so amazing to go back to what they knew before? It's easy in life to go back to the wrong thing. The, the thing I find interesting in this story is, is you have some amazing people like Peter, who was a great leader, but he was so easily swayed by bad ideas. And you know, in life, we can be so easily swayed by those around us. So suddenly an idea comes and they, it sounds like a good idea, but actually it's a bad idea. And because of peer pressure and because of approval and because of fear of others, we go back and we follow something that is not good. You know, this is what was happening with Peter. Peter was going back and he was trying to encourage these Christians to go back. Hey, come back and follow the old ways to get to God instead of by faith in Jesus. And Paul was really upset at them. Paul was not just upset. He was so angry at what they were trying to do. There's so many things in our lives that can cause us to feel trapped that we need rescued from. And I just want to highlight five things today that will help us understand some of the things that cause us to be trapped, but actually we can be free from. And as I mention each one, I want you to put them in the chat box, just mention them there so you know and take note of them. But there's five things that we all need rescuing from. It doesn't matter where we're from. Doesn't matter even if you've got faith or not today, uh, you, you and me, we so often can fall into the trap of these things where we feel like we're just living as prisoners. The first one is this, it's fear. Fear in our lives. 
you know, we're often told that um, when we are born, we're born with two inbuilt fears. That's the fear of loud noise and the fear of falling. Those are the only two things that we are born with when it comes to fear. But so often we're living in fear of so many things. Fear of the future. Fear of what will happen to us. Fear of how things will turn out. We're living, you know, with the worries of the past and a fear of the future. There's so many things in our lives that cause us to feel trapped. And fear is one of those debilitating things that it causes us to actually, um, you know, live a life that, that is so substandard to what we can have. And I wonder today, what is it you're fearful of? What are you fearful of today? What's holding you back? Maybe it's the fear of the dark or it could be the fear of getting into lifts. It could be anything. You know, we live with all these fears. Now, here's the good news is this today. Um, because we're only really born with two fears, the fear of loud noises uh, and, and, of course, uh, the fear of falling, then all the other fears that we have are learned behaviors. That means that we can unlearn those behaviors. In other words, we don't have to live in fear. We can live instead in freedom. I love the fact that what we find in the book of Proverbs, the book of Proverbs gives us this bit of great advice. It says this, for the fear of people will prove to be a snare. Come on, have you ever felt that way? Has that ever happened to you where suddenly you're fearful of someone and you find yourself almost like too frightened to move? You see, fear can grip our lives. But I'm glad today that we can be free in Jesus. We can be free from the power of fear today. So number one is fear. We need rescued from fear. Number two is this, very, very importantly, it is approval. Now, when I mention that word today, I want us to see that approval is something that we all crave for. It used to be years ago that people only wanted approval from a couple of people, a couple of authority figures in their lives. It may be a teacher, it may be a parent, and that was it. But today, people crave for, for approval from everybody around them. You know, with, with technology and social media, uh, people are, are, are going mad. Uh, I mean, we all use it and it's good to use it. But here's the thing, that, that so often um, we're, we're picking up our phones and we're looking, has someone approved me? Has someone clicked the like? Has someone hit the heart button? You know, and constantly we're seeking out approval from others. And you know what? We need rescued from this. And if you think today, well, I, I don't really struggle with that. I want you to do a little self-experiment, if you will. I want you, if you will, just to take a note of how many times you lift up your phone within one hour to check who's hit your like on your social media feed. And you may be surprised at how many times you do that. Maybe it's five times in an hour. Maybe it's 10 times. Maybe you do it every single minute. The truth is, we're all seeking for approval. And I want to say today that we don't need to seek outside of ourselves for that approval because God gives us approval of who we are. As Paul writes to this group of Christians, he, he, he says to them, hey, listen, uh, you know, I don't need your approval. 
I don't need you to agree with me. You know, I'm not even bothered about what you think about me. I don't need your approval because I am approved of God. And so often we live in fear and we live in the sense where we just want the approval of others. But we don't have to live that way. You don't have to live your way constantly thinking who's going to approve me, who's going to hit the like button, who's going to hit the heart button. And when they don't hit it, you feel so bad. Come on, we, we need to be bigger and better people than this because it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. We don't need to live our lives seeking out the approval of others. Why? Because God approves us today. The third one is this, and you can put this in the chat today. The third word is this, that we need rescuing from is control. Now that's a bit of an odd word uh, in this sort of context, but I want to say that so often we want to be in control of everything, everybody, every situation. We want to have total control over it. But you know, there's many, many things that are just outside your control. And whatever you do, you can worry about it. You can get concerned about it, but it's just out of your control. You see, how people think about me is out of my control. What people feel about me is out of my control. You see, the traffic and the rush hour traffic is out of my control. The weather is out of my control. You know, my past behavior is out of my control. You know, you know, other people's happiness is out of my control. In other words, so often we spend our time worrying and being trapped about these things that actually we don't have control over. And this is where we waste so much of our time being trapped. What do we do have control over? Well, we have control over how we think, how we feel, what we do with our lives, instead of wasting our time and our energy thinking, what does such and such think about me? We, we need to think to ourselves, well, what, well, what does God think about me? And what do I think about myself? Because if we want to live free lives, if we want to be totally free, then it's important, actually, we consider what God thinks about us. Not what Joe Bloggs thinks about us down the street, because actually... It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter because often most of this stuff is out of our control. If we want to be free and we want to know what total freedom is, then the best thing we can do is surrender to God. The best thing we can do with our lives is not to be in control of everything, not to try and be in control of our future, not to try and be in control of tomorrow. Instead, we need to simply surrender to God today. Can I encourage you to do that? As you're watching online today, can I encourage you to maybe make that your prayer right at this point in this talk to say, God, here I am. I want to surrender to you. Because by surrendering our lives to God is where we find true freedom. We don't want to live a substandard life. We want to live a substantial life. Let me say that again to us today. We don't want to live a substandard life trapped by all these things. We want to live a substantial life, a free life, free in Christ today. Hey, number four is this. Um, we, we so often want security. And, and I think we need to be rescued from this idea of security. We want security from our job or security in our possessions. And all these things in order to make us feel better. I love that old hymn 
from many, many years ago. It said this, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. In other words, what it's really saying is, look, our security is not in things. Our security is not really even in people because people will let us sit down. Things will go. Our security needs to be in God. And I want to say again, we're living a substandard life when we're living in a way where actually we're depending on others to feel secure. We're depending on things to make us feel secure. That new thing you buy, well, you think that'll bring you security. It never does. Our security comes from God alone. Number five that we find was a big problem in this church in Galatia was actually the, the problem of traditions. These guys were going back to what they once knew. They were going back to the old ways. And Paul writes them and says, listen, guys, you, you better stop doing that because actually by doing that, uh, you know, you're, 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 you're saying that what Jesus did for us doesn't really count. And there's many, many people who will um, say, well, I, I, you know, I'm not religious or I, I don't have traditions, but actually we, we, we all want certain things done in a certain way. When we turn up to church, I know it's a little bit different uh, at the moment because actually we're not physically in church. But actually, you know, so certainly when we're in church and churches are happening, we say to ourselves, well, you know, that, that wasn't sung in that way that I like or this didn't happen in the way I like or what I'm used to. And so often we can go back to traditions and the things that hold us back. There's so many things out there that can hold us back. And I want to encourage us today to be free. As Paul writes to this church, he says, it is for freedom that Christ has set you free. As as he writes to these group of Christians, you know, he uses some strong words and some strong language uh, because he, he, he is so annoyed at them. He's annoyed at their stupidity. He's annoyed at the fact that they're going back to the old way of life. And he says this, you foolish Galatians, listen to these words, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? You started off well. You started following Jesus. You were, you were going for Jesus. And now something's cut in on you and you've started to go the wrong direction. You know, that can happen to us as we follow Jesus. Maybe you've started following Jesus over the last number of weeks or months or years and suddenly something's caught in. Something's got in the way. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's the fact that you just want approval all the time. Maybe it's the sense where, you know, you're, you're so used to doing things in a certain way. Well, whatever it may be, maybe you just feel trapped in your thinking. Well, you know what? We can be free today. We don't have to go back. It is interesting that when we read the Bible, that we discover that God warns his people a number of times. And he says to him, listen, um, don't, don't go back the same way you came. Because when we go back the same way we came, we want to stay there. And I want to encourage us, you know, we can be free from the wrong way of living. We can be free from bad habits. We can be free from wrong thinking, but we've got to stay free. And Paul gives a bit of a contrast of two ways of living. One is living in a way that's substandard living where we're always craving these things or we can live our lives, as he puts it, live your life in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, 
Be free in the Holy Spirit. Let me say these words to us today again. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Paul had the right to this church and he had to remind them, listen, you're free. Jesus died to bring you freedom from all those things. Now, stay free. Stand firm in your freedom. Don't go back the same way you've come before. Don't go back to the old ways. Don't go back to the old way of living before you knew Jesus. Instead, you know, follow the new way, which is by the Spirit. Don't be yoked again by the slavery. This is used in the sense of an animal. When an animal has a yoke on it, it would actually be used to direct that animal in order to work. But you know, at the end of the day, when that yoke was lifted, when it was taken off the, the neck of that animal, you know, it was, it was no longer driven by fear. It was no longer driven by force or our sense of needing food. It was free. And today we can feel free. And not only feel free, we can be free. We're free when we follow the ways of Jesus. We're free when we follow his example in our lives. I want you today to think, are you trapped by any of these five things I've mentioned? Are you trapped today by the sense of fear or approval or security or control? Or are, are, are you, you know, stuck in some old traditions? Are you going back to your old way of life before you knew Jesus? Are you returning to old, some of your old friends, some of those toxic relationships where actually you, you need to stay away from? I love the fact that we're told here it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. I want you to imagine that. I want you to imagine that, 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 that after you've watched this service, as you head into next week, Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, that you find yourself just seeking approval, just seeking a, a, a sense where maybe you just need someone to approve you. Can I say you don't need people to approve you? If you're following Jesus today, you are approved by God. It's so easy to get stuck in these ways. But I want you to imagine there's a better way for you. And the better way is this, that we realize it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. We need rescued from these five things that I've mentioned. And of course, there's many, many other things that I could mention today. But I want to just remind you that actually God is able to set us free from any of these things today. Imagine living free. Imagine today living free without the fear of others around you. What would you do differently? What would you do differently today if you didn't live in fear of others' approval? Maybe you would do something better. Maybe you would do something different with your life. Maybe instead of worrying what people will think of you, you will just get up and do what's in your heart today. Can I encourage you to do that today? Stop worrying about what people think. Get up and do what you want to do. I want to take a moment and I want to pray for us today that God will help us not only to understand our freedom, but that we will grab onto all, all the freedom that He has for us. I want to help you at, at the end of the service. Uh, you know, you can pick up uh, a little free handout. We're, we're in there. There's five statements where you can make a decision every day to say, I'm going to choose to be free from these things that I've mentioned. 
That handout's for you. You can read them through every day. You can make a fresh choice every day to say, I'm going to be free from fear. I'm going to be free from uh, seeking approval. And, And you can go through that list and that will help you. But today, if you're struggling, I want to pray for you that God will just bring a real sense of freedom into your life. Come on, let's pray together. God, I thank you for everyone watching today. Thank you, oh God, for those amazing words that actually it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And as people are watching today, as people are listening in, Lord, wherever they are, if they're feeling trapped or they're feeling stuck, I pray, oh God, that freedom would come into their lives, that you would set people free today from the fear of others, from the fear of the future, from the fear of the things that hold them down. God, I pray right now that your spirit would invade our lives and you would bring freedom to every one of us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, well, it's so good to pray with everyone today. And, and of course, I've got a special prayer for, for so many of us today. And um, maybe you're watching today. And, and, and as I've said, maybe you feel stuck or feel trapped. Maybe you've never made a decision to follow Jesus. And, and inside, even as I've been speaking today, there's just a sense where you just feel stuck where you feel there's no real purpose for your life. Well, the great news is this, that Jesus came to die, to give his life for us in order to bring us freedom. And I want to give you an opportunity today. If you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, listen, this is going to be the best decision you will ever make. I want to encourage you to say yes to God today. You can be free from all the things I've mentioned and much more. You can experience and know God's peace in your life or maybe you're just sitting at home now and, and maybe maybe you don't struggle with finances. Maybe you're not struggling with those sorts of things but inside you just know there's something missing. Can I say that something missing is God? And I want to encourage you to say yes to God today. On your screen if you're watching uh, on the Church Online platform, there's going to be a little button that says, I'm raising my hand. I want to encourage you, press that button and say, count me in. Or if you're watching on YouTube today, there's a link that you can hit. Again, it says, uh, you know, count me in. And and that will simply take you to uh, an area where you can just give us your details, your, your name and an email address, and we will just contact you to say, well done for making that decision. Of course, we want to give you a free gift to help you follow God. But I want you to be ready. Come on, if uh, maybe you've never made that decision and you know you need to say yes to Jesus today, can I encourage you to do that? Or or maybe you've been walking with God uh, and something's cut in and something's got in the way and instead of following Jesus, all these things have just got in the way and you stopped following Jesus. I want to encourage you to come back to Jesus today. I want to encourage you to say yes to Jesus. Make that fresh decision today to follow Jesus. So here's what I want you to do. As I've said, hit that button on the screen. Hit the link in YouTube. And by doing that, we will recognize you're saying yes to God. Come on, I'm going to count down from five to one. Hit the button. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to count you in. And I'm going to pray for you today. I want to include you in this prayer and help you find God know God and experience God's love in your life today. Five, four, three, two, one. Come on, hit that button today. Many, many people have been hitting those buttons over the last weeks and months saying yes to Jesus and I want you to do the same. I want to pray for you right now that God will help you 
know him. God, I thank you for everyone watching today, for those for the first time who are saying yes to you, for those who are returning to you. God, I pray for them as they hit that button, as they say yes to you. God, I pray that they would experience peace today in their lives. I pray they'd experience forgiveness in their lives. I pray that they would experience a whole sense of freedom in their lives like never before. I pray for every person here saying yes to God today. Lord, help them to follow you like never before in Jesus' name. Hey, well, thanks for saying yes to God today. You can still hit the button. It's not too late. We will be in contact with you, helping you to find out more about God and Icon Church. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Icon Church. If you'd like any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. Have the best week.